reading from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1 to 10. Now, even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section, in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of the presence. It is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a second section called the most holy place, having the golden altar of incense and the ark of the covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's staff that budded and the tablets of the covenant. Above it were the cherubim of gold overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go regularly into the first section, performing their ritual duties, but into the second only the high priest goes, and he but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. By this the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of the Reformation. This is the word of the Lord. Let's open with a word of prayer. Lord, we come before you knowing that this is your word. You gave it for our training, for our edification, and to understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. By your spirit, make your word do all things for us by faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. A Sunday we were talking about a better high priest for all of us. And this morning we are going to see in chapter 9 that not just we have a better high priest, but we have a better place for worship, a better tabernacle the old testament tabernacle contained items that symbolized great redemptive truth great salvific truth showing what sinners must must do to approach a holy 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 three times holy god Although beautiful and impressive, the tabernacle still did not give the sinner real access to God. Even though God ordained the old covenant worship system, it had all kinds of limitations because it was just a model. It was just a picture of the one to come. I have been following with attention the construction of the new building around the corner here at Quimple Road. 
Two years ago, there was nothing there. They just put a giant sign with a picture of the model of the building for about three months. But that was not the building. Later, they started to lay down the foundation of the building and soon, it seems to me that they will finish the construction. What do you think they will do with the sign they have there now? It's going to disappear, of course. There, there will be no need anymore for the image because we will see, as we are starting to see, the real building. Let's say you buy Let's say I buy a condo there. And when I receive the keys, I said to them, oh, no, 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 thank you very much for the keys, but I just want the picture. <laughs> yeah. You will think that I am losing it, right? <laughs> And this is what the Holy Spirit tells us through the book of Hebrews. Through the Old Testament, God always sought to have a relationship with his people. But for this to happen, there are instructions to follow. Because God, again, I need to repeat this. God is holy, holy, holy three times holy. So, for this to happen, in order that God have a relationship with his people, there are instructions to follow. We cannot come before God as we, as, as, as we want, in the ways that we want on our own ideas, because God is holy. Habakkuk 1.13 says, the eyes of the Lord are too pure to look on evil. You cannot, says God, cannot tolerate wrongdoing. God cannot tolerate sin. So how did God solve this problem? in the Old Covenant. Well, first, in verses 1 to 5 in the scripture that we just read, remind us that God established an earthly place of worship. It was called the tabernacle. The tabernacle was a large tent where God's people worshipped him. So if you go with me and let's read these verses again very quickly, verses 1 to 5, and says, Now even the first covenant had regulations for worship in an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of the presence. It is called the holy place. And behind the second curtain was a second section called the most holy place. 
having the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden urn holding the manna and iron staff that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. Above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat of these things. We cannot now speak in detail, which we are really grateful this morning. <laughs> so, I have a, a, an, um, a, an image there to show you the tabernacle. So, as, as I am going through this tabernacle, you will be able to see on you're on the screens there, the tabernacle. So they came into the tabernacle through the only door in the tabernacle. There was only one door. And they offered the blood of animals when they sinned. But that was as far as the people could go. In the tabernacle, there was a small tent the tent of meeting and is the red part that is there in this, almost in the center, one side of the tabernacle. This tent of meeting had two rooms and only the priests were allowed to enter there. Only the priests were allowed to go and serve in the holy place, which the Bible tells us is the first section and you will see it there before the curtain in the middle of the, the tent of meeting, there is the first section. But again, remember what chapter 9 of Hebrews is telling us here. This was just the picture, the sign, the model of the real building. And by the time the Holy Spirit inspired this letter to the Hebrews, the real and eternal place of worship had been established by Jesus Christ. So now let's go back to the tent. The tent was divided in two sections. The first section is called the holy place. In this first section were the lampstand that you can see there, uh, it's, it's very small, but the lampstand is, is the far corner in your screen. There you have the, the lampstand. Then you have the table with the bread of the presence and the altar of incense. The second section was named the most holy place or holy of holies. God's people held this room as the most holy place on earth because it, because it was there where God, in a sense, dwelled on earth. Now, the whole tabernacle was holy, but there was a progression to enter to the presence of God. First, you see the core chart. Then you can see the holy of holy, the, the holy place, I'm sorry. And then the last part is the holy of holies. 
So let us talk a bit about the most holy place. Our passage tells us that there, uh, there was in that place the Ark of the Covenant. This Ark of the Covenant was a box covering pure gold that contained the two tablets of the Ten Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai. It also included a jar of manna from their time in the desert and also the staff of Aaron that budded when the sons of Korah rebelled against God in the desert. But at the top of the Ark of Covenant was the mercy seat, a fancy name for the lid on top of the Ark of Covenant. The mercy seat was covering gold, and on top were two cherubims overshadowing the Ark of Covenant. Now, at the end of verse 5, it says, of these things we cannot now speak in detail because the purpose in mind of the the, the, the writer of Hebrews is to tell us that, that the tabernacle was just a picture, was just a, a sign representing the real place of worship. This tabernacle was never designed to be eternal. It was intended to be limited and incomplete. It was imperfect in what it could do for the people in the relationship with God. As beautiful as it was, it was just a sign. Now, let's go and read verses 6 and 7. If you go with me to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 6 and 7 says, These preparations having thus been May the priests go regularly into the first section, performing the ritual duties. But into the second, into the second section, only the high priest goes. And he, but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. Here we see how the priests minister or serve inside the tabernacle. So we hear about the furnitures first and the location of the furnitures, but in verse 1, but, but now we are moving to what happened actually inside in the tent of meeting that you have there. First, we learn the job of the priest when they enter the holy place. That is the first section. Some of their responsibilities included keeping the oil on the lampstand, burning incense at the altar of incense, and bringing bread to the table. But even though priests were 
closer to God when they were in the holy place, only the high priest was allowed to enter the Holy of Holies once a year on the Day of Atonement. The high priest dressed in special garments, sacrificed a bull, and then came into the most holy place, presenting the bull's blood and sprinkling, sprinkling the blood with his fingers on, the, on top of the mercy, on top of the mercy seat. But that was an offering for his own sins and for the sins of his family. Then after the payment for his sins and the sins of his family, he had to go back. He had to go out to the courtyard to get a goat, sacrifice it, and bring the goat's blood into the Holy of Holies to pay for the sins of Israel. This second time, the high priest represented the people before God. And if you are like me, that gets a little uncomfortable hearing about blood, please forgive me. You can ask my wife what happens, what happens to me when I see blood. And she will give you a, a graphic explanation. I faint, I see nothing, and I need to be in a chair or in a bed. It's horrible to talk about these things, right? But when someone offered the blood of an animal, that animal took this person's place. You will find many times in the Old Testament this saying, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. This means that when they offered the blood of an animal, they were offering the animal's life instead of theirs. And the point is this. Sin is so serious before God. No matter if it is one sin of 10,000 or, or, or 10,000 sins, one sin in a person's whole life is an insult against a holy, holy, holy God. Ezekiel 18.20 says, The soul who sins shall die. Death is the only payment for the debt of our sin. In the old sacrificial system, this is what you would do to be reminded of repeatedly. 
you would, you would be reminded daily about the seriousness of sin and how costly, again, how costly sin is against, against God. Ah, but don't dismay. Here comes the beauty of the message of the gospel revealed here in chapter 9. If you read with me verses 9 to 10, it says, Hebrews verses 9 to 10 says, which all this is symbolic for the present age. It was, it was just a sign, a model, a picture. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations, for the body imposed until the time of reformation. This was just only to help you with the external things. But look what is notice, notice at the end of verse 9 what it says. The time of reformation. The time of reformation. For you and me, the time of this reformation is now, and the time of this reformation is here. This sacrificial system sounds horrible to us, but the good news is this is how it was. This was the picture of the building, but we don't need the picture of the building anymore because we have the real one. We will never have access to God's presence in the old covenant, not in a million years. Think about it. First, you needed to be from the lineage of Abraham. You needed to be part of the people of Israel. Then you needed to be be from the tribe of Levi. And then if you wanted to go to the very presence of God, you had to be from the lineage of Aaron and then to be chosen to enter the Holy of Holies. Not a chance in a million. You cannot get access to the presence of God. Hebrews is telling us here that this is how it was then. But this is how it is now. Because of Jesus, the time of reformation is fulfilled. And the time where you can access God is here 
Verse 9 says that the old covenant sacrifices could not clean your conscience from a sense of sin and guilt. Do you know why? Because they were offered year after year, over and over. Repetition was a reminder that there was no final forgiveness for the sinner by the blood of animals. Yes, it was a beautiful system that pointed to a better system for the forgiveness of sin and for a clear conscience. But now, the new covenant is here. That is the beauty of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ once for all for the sins of his people. And it needs no repetition. Jesus Christ is the intermediary. Jesus is the sacrificial lamb that loved you so much that he put himself on the altar for you. Jesus is the bread of life represented by the bread of the presence to satisfy your every need. Jesus is the lampstand, the light of the world who shines into the darkness. He is the altar of incense that intercedes for us day and night before God the Father. In Jesus, now you have everything what you need to come close to God. The heart of the glorious gospel is at the cross where Jesus sacrificed, sacrificed his life for you and for me. And at the cross, Jesus accomplished several things. At the cross, God's holiness was vindicated. Sin is erased and Sinners are forgiven. God's justice is not anymore at risk. Was on Jesus. The wrath of God was on him. Not over you anymore. This is how it is now. Because of Jesus, our conscience have been purified through the blood of Christ. So we have no reason to hide from him anymore. This is how it is now. Because of Jesus, we don't need to hide our sins or try to, hit, try to hide from God as if we ever could.
this is how it is now. Because of Jesus, we don't need to be concerned about coming to our Heavenly Father. Hebrews 4 tells us, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. This is how it is now. Because of Jesus, though we often do and should grieve our sins when we sin, we need not to be hunted by our past sins. My dear friends, just that is a good news, at least for me. All my sins, all my past, all the things that I am ashamed of have been forgiven and forgotten forever. This is how it is now because of Christ. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful illustration that we learn today from the scriptures. I pray that someone today is dealing with guilt, shame, they will come to you and take you of his or her sacrifice and presented that before God the Father to gain full access with confidence to the presence of God. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's